Hi everyone, welcome to our Wednesday night Bible study and prayer time. I'd like to just say to you, thank you for joining us here and being able to listen into what God is doing among us here at Everett Hills Baptist Church. Over the past few months, we've been highlighting people's testimonies of faith from our congregation. Tonight, we're not going to have any, uh, an individual per se for our congregation to speak to you about a testimony about how they became a believer in Jesus Christ. But I'm going to share a little bit about my life and how the Lord's worked in it in a supernatural way and miraculous ways. And I want to give testimony to that. But we're going to have a wonderful time next week when Juanita Ferguson is going to be sharing her testimony about how she became a believer and how a particular family really ministered to her when she was younger and as she came to, at, come to be an adult. And because of her faithful love towards her, she is now the believer she is today. I want to encourage you to tune in again next week and listen to her as she shares with us how uh, Christians made a difference in her life. Tonight I want to basically talk to you about this idea that when God does something great in your life, we need to share it with other people. We didn't need to forget about it or, or walk away from that moment in time without expressing what God did in your life and share it with someone else. Um, you know, there's a story in the Bible about some leopards that came to see Jesus, and Jesus healed them. And many of them walked away, didn't come back and even say thank you, but one of them did. And it's a reminder that one of them really understood the miraculous miracle that God did for them and appreciated it. And I think in a Christian realm, and for as a believer, Christ is working in our lives constantly on a weekly and daily basis. And we need to share that with people. I think that will make people very enthused or even curious about who Jesus really is and who this living God is if we share what God has done in our lives on a daily basis. And so the psalmist says in uh, chapter 78 of the Bible, uh, there are Psalms chapter 78, looking at really verse 3, which we have heard and known and our fathers have told us, we will not conceal them from their children. But tell to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wondrous works that he has done. And so right in the middle of this psalm, the psalmist basically says we should tell to the next generations what God has done for us. You know, there's another story in the Bible. It's in Exodus and it's the children of Israel. They are left Egypt and they had been in bondage in Egypt for a very long time. They were slaves and the, the Egyptian people did not treat them well. And you might know the story of the, uh, basically the, the plagues that God sent upon uh, the Egyptians and finally the Pharaoh says, okay, you can go. I'm going to let you go. I'm, I'm tired of being uh, plagued by these uh, different types of plagues that God has put upon them. And so you can go, you can leave. And so the people of Israel was making their way out into the wilderness and they came upon a body of water and they were against the body of water and they hear chariots coming towards them and they realize it's the Egyptian army. And at this time, the Egyptian army is probably one of the strongest or if probably was the strongest army in the world. And they were rushing out to take back the children of Israel and they had a decision to make. Would they follow the Lord? Or would they give up and surrender to the Egyptians? Exodus chapter 14, uh, verse 11. Well, let me go back to verse 10. As Pharaoh drew near, the sons of Israel looked, and behold, the Egyptians were marching after them, and they became very frightened. So the sons of Israel cried out to the Lord. Then they said to Moses, Is it because there were no graves in Egypt? 
that you have taken us away to die in the wilderness? Why have you dealt with us in this way, bringing us out of Egypt? So fear had set in a little bit with the people. Moses was leading them, and they thought, man, we're, we're doomed. We cannot beat this army. How do we get through this time? How do we survive? Verse 12 tells us the answer. Is this not the word that we spoke to you in Egypt, saying, Leave us alone that we may serve the Egyptian? For it would, for it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the wilderness. But Moses said to the people, Do not fear. Stand by and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you have seen today, you will never see them again forever. The Lord will fight for you while you keep silent. Then the Lord said to Moses, Why are you crying out to me? Tell the sons of Israel, Go forward. And as for you, lift up your staff, stretch it out over the water, and divide it. And the sons of Israel shall go through the midst of the sea on dry land. Now the rest of the story know the Israelites begin to go through the, the sea, the waters on both sides of them, and they're going through on dry land. As they're going through, the chariots are still coming in behind them. The Israelites get through the water, and as the Egyptians come in to try to go through that water, body of water themselves on that dry land that God had opened up for his people to go through, God basically takes his hands off the water, and the water crashes in along the Egyptian army and destroys them. What's the whole point of this? One, that God can do anything he wants to do. He's the living God, and he's over the heavens and the earth. But also he fights for his people, and he'll do miracles for us that we cannot even fathom. They didn't know how they were going to win the victory that day, but God did. God can provide victories in the midst of crisis and storms, and if he provides us a victory... We need to share those wonderful stories to our generations after us so they can understand that we serve a living God who's over all things that can conquer anything because he's the one that formed everything, made everything, shaped everything, and gives everything life. That'll help our children, our children's children, and even ourselves remember back about the wonderful God we serve. So tonight I want just to let you know in my own personal life I've seen God work in a mighty way many, many times when I didn't have the power and strength to provide uh, the way for it to happen. Uh, I can tell you numerous stories, but I'll just tell you one story in our life. Back when I was first married to my wife, Deanne, we were first starting out in our marriage, uh, we were serving as minister, I was serving as a minister there at First Baptist Church of Frenzel. I was a children's minister and the education minister. My wife was working as a phlebotomist at the hospital, and she had, had went through nursing school, and she had uh, taken her nursing exams to get her nursing license. About that same time frame, I hosted a World Missions Conference there in uh, Friendsville, uh, Tennessee. And I invited missionaries from all over the world, but also some local missionaries from nearby states. And so one of those guys came in early. His name was Lee Goins. He came about three hours early that before they're supposed to arrive and be part of this World Missions Conference at First Baptist Church of Friendsville. And I, I heard the doorbell ring at the church. I went to the door that the people were supposed to come in. I opened it up. He says, hi, I'm Lee Goins. If you ever need a job in Louisville, Kentucky, I'm the man to see. And I kind of laughed. I was in my hometown. I was doing some wonderful things. I was enjoying the church life that I was in. And I was coaching basketball. And, and I was pretty settled. And I was newly married. And I just laughed. I said, well, that's good to know, Lee. I, if I ever need a job, I'll, I'll, I'll look you up. And I said, but come on in and have a seat. At the end of the week, though, Lee came back to me and said, I really like you. If you really wanted a job working in some type of Baptist life or working in a church somewhere in Louisville, Kentucky, please come by and see us at the association office. I said, 
good to know. I said, hey, you know what? I'll be up there in about a month because I'm taking extension classes from Southern Seminary, which is located in Louisville, Kentucky. And I'll be up there in a few weeks just to preview the campus. I'm taking extension classes from here in uh, Maryville, Tennessee, just to kind of understand uh, the uh, school that I'm taking the uh, education from, getting my education from. Let me fast forward a little bit. So as we went to Louisville, Kentucky to preview the campus and preview the faculty and staff that I've been taking a few classes from as they come down to Maryville, Tennessee and teach a few classes during the week to us, um, I went by the office and saw Lee Goins. And on the spot, they said, listen, if you can be here in two weeks, uh, we have a job for you if you want to come and be part of what we're doing here. I said, that's good to know. My, my wife has to get a job if that's going to happen. And so we went around the town. She had just never received a word that she had passed her uh, test for her license to be a nurse. And so we went to two or three or four or five hospitals, and they all said, no, you don't have enough experience. We had one more hospital to go to the very last day. And so we go to that hospital, which was on the southwest part of town, and basically they said to her, yes, we'll hire you, but you got to be here in two weeks. I thought, that's interesting. So we go to the college campus thinking there's still no way we can do this. We have to have a place to live and stay. And we walked into the campus um, housing authority, and basically they said to us, hey, it's amazing. Earlier this morning, somebody came in and canceled our housing. If you can be here in two weeks, we'll give you a place to stay. Now, why I say this is because I could not orchestrate those things that I just talked about. Only God could open up those doors. I couldn't even put them together. I couldn't make the right phone calls to make those things happen. And interesting enough, my, my wife got a job at the hospital, which would be closest to our place that we're going to live in about a year and a half after that, when I was working for the association office, a little church called me to be their pastor. And that little church was located right beside the hospital where my wife got a job at the very last day we were up there. God working out his purposes, showing his miraculous miracles in our life. Why did I tell you this story? Because God is working. God works constantly. And God provides for his stuff. And we forget to thank him enough or remember about how he was alive and well. And he works in our natural world. And God wants to show himself faithful to us. But we need to tell these stories to other people so they realize that there is a God who's alive and he does work out his purposes each and every day of our lives. And so I would just like to encourage you, if you have stories like that, share it with someone else. Let the people know what God has done in your life. Now, with that said, I do want us to pray about some things. God's been doing some miraculous stuff here at our church here at Everett Hills Baptist Church. Over the past few years with COVID, uh, we've seen some things incredible happen. Ministry still take place during COVID. We had a food ministry kept on going. We had a prayer tent ministry kept on going, and God blessed that. We also was able to raise money, even in the middle of COVID, to make repairs that need to be done that was been, had to be done, hadn't been done for 75 years. And we was able to put new windows all throughout our church. We was able to put a new roof on our building. We was able to fix some of the facade on the side of our building. We're right now in the process of fixing that retaining wall that needed to be fixed. It was leaking some water inside our church and so many other things. But we have one more project we need to pray about and we also need to raise money for as well. So if you're listening online like to help us out, you can go to www.everetthillsbc.org under the Donate tab and there's a place to be able to give to our building fund. We're trying to fix the rest of our church building so be ready for the future, be a launching point for the future. I know that God can provide because he, he is the one over all things and he works in our hearts. And so I know that he'll provide here. We're trying to raise really about $60,400 to be able to get this done, uh, to be able to complete it and be able to make sure that our paint, our, paint the, our church, seal all the cracks, seal the stucco, get all the rust off and make sure it's ready for 25, 35, 40 more years to come and that our church can be a beacon, a lighthouse set upon a hill that reached the nations for the cause of Christ. 
So pray into that. If you're watching from home, one of our church members, we're going to try to do this above and beyond our tithe. And so if God's laying on your heart to be able to give, we're trying to raise that. If you can do it this year, we'll have all our outside repairs done and be ready for the future. I also want to just continue to pray for all our shut-ins, those that are in need. I remember Ivy Lou Frazier. I also remember Delight and Orrin Everett. Uh, I also want to keep keep you in prayer for Onita White. And we also want to rejoice that uh, Carolyn Sloan and Randy are back in town. She had her procedure this week, one that she be desperately needed for a long time. It went well, and they hope it will be able to cure her situation. And so we're so thankful that God provided for her. So if you don't mind, join me in just a moment of prayer. I just want to say I love you all as your pastor, and God bless you. Heavenly Father, we thank you, dear Lord, for your many blessings of life. Let us always tell of your wonderful truths to those around us. Let us always lift your name up on high. Let us always rejoice in you. You're worthy to be praised. And thank you for what you've done for Carolyn this week. And we're going to praise you for that. And dear Lord, draw near to those that just need you in this time of need in the nursing home and our homebound. Father, be kind and gracious to all those that fits that category for our church life and our church body. Thank you for your many blessings. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you guys. Go in peace.